This is World Cafe. I'm Raina Duris. Humans haven't invented time travel yet, and if we ever do, it will probably be pretty dangerous and expensive. The good news, we have music. Music can take you back to a place and a time, even one you've never been in. And today, you'll be transported by Amos Lee as he performs songs from his full album tribute to Chet Baker's 1954 album, Chet Baker Sings. Amos Lee's album is called My Ideal. He plays that title track and more. Plus, I talked to him along with pianist David Strime, who produced the album in a session recorded at World Cafe in Philadelphia. Taking you back in time, no time machine required. He begins with Look for the Silver Lining, Amos Lee on World Cafe. Look for the silver lining Whene'er a cloud appears in the blue Remember somewhere the sun is shining And so the right thing to do Is make it shine for you A heart full of joy and gladness Will always banish sadness and strife So always look for the silver lining And try to find the sunny side of life joy and gladness will always banish sadness and strife so always look for the silver lining and try to find the sunny side of life live for world cafe amos lee performing look for the silver lining That song is from his brand new record, My Ideal. It's a full album tribute to Chet Baker's classic album, Chet Baker Sings. Amos Lee joins me today. Welcome back to the World Cafe. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome to be back in the studio, Raina. It's so nice to see you in person. Yes, same. And also we have David Strime, who plays piano, trumpet, produced the album. Welcome back to the World Cafe to you, too. Thanks so much. Yeah, and this is David's beautiful arrangement, too, at the top. We're going to talk about all of that uh, coming up. But first, I think we should start with your kind of personal relationship with Chet Baker's music. What is your earliest memory of hearing Chet Baker, Amos? 
Uh, probably like two years ago. I mean, I'd heard him before. I'd heard the songs that he's he's renowned for, but I never really took the time to straight listen to a record. Um, I worked at a jazz record shop in Columbia, South Carolina for a bunch of years, but they didn't play a lot of vocal jazz. So the first real education I got as a jazz listener was some pretty heady stuff. And uh, there was a time in March and April of 2020 where my two favorite musicians passed away within three weeks of each other. It was John Prine and Bill Withers. And those two are like go-tos for me when I need like comforting and, and perspective. And uh, at that time, I really needed both of those things, but their passing kind of rendered me um, unable to listen to them. I was just so truly so sad on top of everything else. But I needed some music and I don't know really how I stumbled into the Chet stuff. I think I just sort of found it while I was digging around in some crates. And uh, I, I started listening to the Chet Baker Sings record. And there was something about the way that the songs and the way that he emotes and the way that the band played that felt just so... The way that I've I've kind of thought about it is like comforting and devastating at the same time, mm-hmm. which that was exactly what I was looking for. How often were you listening to Chet Baker sings at that point? Are you, if you ask my therapist, she would probably say that my OCD definitely came into play in listening to this record. Um, it was every single day, multiple times a day. And um, this project really just started out of like a whim, um, talking to David while we were walking around or getting coffee or something and, and uh, thinking about something that I wanted to do that wasn't my own music. Were there any realizations that you came to while you were listening to Chet Baker sings over and over? Really, the the kind of revelation for me was singing with it. When you listen to Chet Baker sing, you have an idea that it's easy. Like, his voice just has an ease to it. But when you sing along with it, you realize how technical he was mm-hmm. and how brilliant he was. Because it's very easy to oversing these songs, and it's also very easy to get them really wrong. Um, to me, he finds the perfect balance between the technical side of singing, which I think probably being a trumpet player maybe informed that a little bit. Because if you think about the way that he sings, it's the breath is really important because he's holding these notes for a very long time with the perfect pitch and no vibrato, and it's just mind-blowing, and it really changed the way that I sing. And so it wasn't really until I got under the hood, so to speak, of how he was doing this stuff that I was really floored, Um, not only about what he was doing, but how he was doing it, and also, like, the band and the arrangements, and it just all felt really magical to me. David, um, you did the arrangements, you produced... Were you giving vocal direction during that while you were working together? Uh, yes and no. Uh, so we ended up recording this in sort of an unusual way for a jazz record. So we tracked all the rhythm section first together live in a room. Um, and Amos cut the vocals afterwards. So um, so I say yes and no because uh, in in the moment we were sort of laying down the the tracks and the arrangements and sort of getting the feel and then you know, Amos and I were sort of going back and forth through the whole process, um, you know, and he would, 
he'd be, you know, working on takes and we'd sort of talk about it and, you know, just trying to get to that essence that, that he was just talking about, you know, where, where it sounds effortless and it, and it sort of captures that, um, that feel and that essence, but still, you know, was him and, and his sort of approach to the songs. We're going to hear you perform My Funny Valentine next, and it's a duet. Maybe you could talk about how your approaches work together to, uh, to do this song. Yeah, so um, when we cut this tune, we had already done, the record was done, and we were like, ah, we're not going to do that one. It's been done enough. And then I, I was like, you know, we should probably do it. It's such a great song, and, and I want to really do the record from to A to Z. And this, I don't, I know that, you know, there's people who know this, but this song for me has a kind of a different frame. Um, And for me, the frame when I'm singing it in my mind is I'm singing it to this couple in this movie called Let the Right One In, which is a Danish horror film. I don't know if you call it horror. I call it a love story, but it's somewhere between horror and love, which is where we live in the world. Um, And... It's a, a tribute to the love that these two characters have for each other and the complexity of where you can find each other in each other's faults or darknesses or in your monsters. Um, I told David that and he came back with just this, I just find it to be astounding, the way that he voiced it and found the spirit that I was looking for to sing over and what he played really informed entirely the way that I approached the song. Let's listen to it right now. Here's Amos Lee with, and I'll say the full title here, My Funny Valentine for Oscar and Eli on World Cafe. My Funny Valentine Sick Twisted Valentine You make me smile with my heart Your looks are laughable Unphotographable Yet you're my favorite work of art Is your figure less than green? Is your mouth a little weak? When you open it to speak Are you smart? But don't change it
I get along without you very well. Of course I do. Except when soft rains fall and drip from leaves that I recall. The thrill of being sheltered in your arms. Of course I do. But I get along without you very well. I've forgotten you just like I should. Of course I am, except to hear your name or someone's laugh that is the same. I've forgotten you just like I should. What a guy! What a fool am I to think my breaking heart could kid the moon? What's in store? Should I fall? I get along without you very well. Of course I do. Except perhaps in spring. But I should never think of spring. That would surely break my heart. Into. Amos Lee, live for World Cafe. He has a new album called My Ideal. It's a full album tribute to Chet Baker's classic album, Chet Baker Sings. I'm Raina Duras. Amos Lee is with me. David Strime, who also produced the album, is with me. And uh, maybe you could quickly introduce the rest of the band who who played with you on these performances. So um, Madison Rast, a South Philadelphia native, uh, is on bass. And the drummer who wasn't here with us today is Anwar Marshall, who uh, is out on the road with Marcus Miller. But in the studio today, we had Matt Scarano, who lives in East Falls. I won't give his exact address, but he's a beautiful player. And he came out on the road with us this year. David is in my band, and uh, Matt came out for a bunch of shows with us this year. So, David, I don't think I even asked you, what's your relationship with Chet Baker's music? You know, I, I grew up listening to jazz, playing jazz. So the, the music from this era is is sort of my, my uh, comfort food. Um, but... I, I never went super deep into Chet. I, he was on my radar. I knew some of the classic tracks. Um, but this project was also just a really cool opportunity for me to go deep into something in ways that I have with other artists and jazz musicians over the years. Um, and so, you know, I think to some, to some degree, we were kind of going through that together, uh, the two of us. And, um, 
And the more I listened to it, you know, I was sort of taking my own, my own stuff from his singing and his playing and, and from the, the, the piano playing on that record was, was sort of just as much of a, of a revelation for me as, as Chet's, uh, singing and trumpet work. So Russ Freeman was the, the piano player on that. He was sort of a, I'd say a, a lesser known, but still legendary jazz musician from the early fifties, um, and, you know, from, from what I understood as I sort of dug in more to the music and the history of it, um, he was a really big part of that record. And there were, there were a few albums from that era where, um, you know, he's, he's, he was sort of the band leader for, for Chet in a way, bringing the tunes, you know, kind of bringing it all together, doing the arrangements. I think they had a, a record that was called like Chet Baker Quartet featuring Russ Freeman. So there was very much that sort of partnership between singer and piano player, which, you know, obviously I love. I'm speaking with Amos Lee and David Strime today. Amos has a new album called My Ideal. It's a full album tribute to Chet Baker's Chet Baker Sings. Covering a whole album is a big commitment. You can cover a couple songs. That's one thing. Covering the whole thing. Why did you decide to, you know, make that commitment and go for the whole record? I loved it. I love the record. I think it's incredible. And um, it for me, this was um, a real point in time for me in my life was listening to that record alone in a house and going through a lot of feelings. And I, I, I've been, I was actually asked this last week by someone who was talking to me about the record and they basically said, why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is what you're asking, but in a much nicer way. Um, and the, and the, the answer is just because I love it. And I really wanted to pay tribute to a record that meant a lot to me and try to do something different because I have friends who are extremely talented and I wanted to work with them and have fun and and pay tribute to these beautiful songs that have been written and, and the way that Chet approached them. I wanted to ask, like, what is it that you're able to do when, you're, when you get to inhabit somebody else's songs like this versus when you are singing your own? It's just a much more abstract feeling. You know, I can go, I've never been in love before. Like, oh, I love living in those songs. It's like, I don't know if it's like wearing someone else's clothes or if it's sort of like going into a different part of the world you've never been to and it's full of wonder and also like this beauty that you've never felt. I mean, there's also the fact that Chet Baker is is such a legendary artist, and some people might consider it like sacred ground to tread upon. So it's a gutsy move to cover a whole Chet Baker album. What kind of responsibility do you feel to the material? I mean, just to to respect it and to to love it. I mean, that's all you can do as a musician. Um, you know, I grew up listening to '90s R and B. You know, that ain't Chet Baker singing. That's different stuff. So it was really different for me to to walk into that and go, oh, this is all very understated. This is all very chill. Like there's there's no melisma. There's no acrobatic. It's just straight. Like the only singer that I know that I've listened to from that era who could do that was Luther. Uh, like Luther Vandross is my, probably my favorite singer of all time. And so he could handle the, these songs in a way that you know that he studied them mm -hmm. in a real way. And I think that every singer should study this stuff because you can unlock a thing in your own singing by studying someone else. 
And so this was just me going to school. We're going to close out today with a song that, Amos, I heard you earlier say you really love singing it. It's My Ideal, which is also what you chose to title the album. Why did you choose this song to represent the project? It's a song I've loved for a long time. There's a, a band in Philly that used to play around a lot called The Gentleman Four, and they did a bunch of standards. And I remember being in a backyard party probably in 2003, and... Uh, they did this song, and I was like, that is just gorgeous. It's really just a beautiful song. Um, I love the changes. I love the vibe, the feeling of it. Um, and just from a concept point, like, there are a lot of songs on the record where you could go, oh, call it, you know, um, Time After Time or whatever. Like, all of the songs have their own life to them. But for me, it was, like, about trying to um, say how much I loved the way that Chet sings and the way that the band played the songs. As a singer, honestly, I don't think you can be better than Chet. I really don't. I, I That's a sort of a hot take, but there's just a way that he emotes in this way, in these songs, that is pretty unbeatable. Perform live for World Cafe, Amos Lee with My Ideal. Long ago, my heart and mind Got together and designed The wonderful girl for me Oh, what a fantasy Though the idol of my heart Can't be ordered all apart I wonder if she will be
Amos Lee performing his version of Chet Baker's My Ideal. Amos has a full new album tribute to Chet Baker Sings out now. It's also called My Ideal. I've been talking to Amos and to David Strime, who produced the album, played piano and played trumpet on it. Guys, thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. us. Yeah, you're awesome. It was great. I'm Raina Durez, back in a moment with more World Cafe.